0: On today's podcast, we'll be talking with Dr. Brad Bradshaw, surgeon, lawyer, and all-around good guy. And we'll be talking about motorcycle safety. Coming right up.
1: Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network.
0: Conversations about motorcycles, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas, and of
1: course, any random thoughts that pop into our head? And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen. Today
0: we're here with Dr. Brad Bradshaw. He's a surgeon and an attorney and a motorcycle enthusiast. How are you today, Dr. Bradshaw?
1: I'm okay, Craig. How are you doing?
0: Well, I'm tolerable, and that's that's excellent for me. Okay. Okay. Well, one of the things we wanted to have you on today is talk about uh, rider safety, uh, how to, if you're new to riding, how to get uh, a little bit more educated, and if, God forbid, you're in some kind of a, a mishap on your bike, uh, what kind of steps you should take afterwards.
1: Okay. Well, again, thank you for having me on the show today. And uh, yeah, I'm glad to provide any uh, insight I can, and um, I can tell you from Uh, Practicing law for a few decades now that um, I do a substantial amount of motorcycle injury work and I would rather not ever have another motorcycle wreck case and uh, just do the other type of work because these are so bad sometimes when they happen um, and uh, they're almost always preventable, usually because of the car and occasionally because of the motorcycle rider.
0: Right, right. I mean, I I have been myself riding for, I don't want to date myself, but uh, well over 50 years and knock on wood, I haven't had an accident yet. And I think a lot of that can come down to one thing in my mind is I always assume when I get on my bike and go out that for lack of better words, everybody's out to get me.
1: Not yeah, I know what you mean. It's very, very Defensive. defensive. Right. I don't want to be a paranoid rider, but uh, sometimes you've got to assume that everybody out there that can hit you is going to try to. Right. Um, but the, the problem I see is – and I've got a, um, a paralegal that's worked with me for over 20 years, and she's been riding a motorcycle since uh, she was probably six years old. Great rider been all over the United States. And um, she was coming to work the other day and uh, a car on a narrow curve just happened to come over into her lane. It was within you know, less than a second or two. It had no time to react. Fortunately, she was in a car or if she'd been on her motorcycle, it would have killed her. And there's not a darn thing she could have done. So riding a motorcycle is a dangerous, um, a dangerous endeavor. And anything you can do to try to improve your odds is, is great.
0: I'm glad you brought that up. So if you're new to riding and a lot of people that listen are, and they're kind of getting the feel of the, the, how the water is, I think that the, one of the things that I would recommend, I'm sure you would too, is before you do anything, before you even purchase a motorcycle, consider taking a rider safety course.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think there's another option there. If I, if you don't mind me digressing for just no, a second. no, go right ahead. So here's kind of the way I approached it. Um, I've only been riding a uh, motorcycles for about, well, less than four years now. And, um, the way it started with me, I went out with, uh, one of my cousins who, uh, has been riding motorcycles for, oh, I'd say about 60, over 60 years. And, but we hadn't looked at bikes and I looked at this little, uh, Kawasaki, I don't know, is a one, what is a 150 or 175, a small one. Uh-huh. And I remember him kind of giving me a hard time and saying, well, that's a kid's bike, Brad. And, um, so I was kind of embarrassed. And he said, you ought to get this 250, but the 250 looked like too much for me, having not ridden a motorcycle. And so what I did is I went back later without him and I got the smaller bike and it was a dirt bike. And I thought it was really good. I rode that for about a year. I have a friend that has kind of a farm area with trails, got a little bit better. I moved up to the Kawasaki 250 Enduro. So I was able to ride it on the the, um, dirt, but also in fields and stuff, but also a little bit on the street. And that's when I decided to do the motorcycle safety course. But I would agree. Whether you do it and then get a bike, or my recommendation would be, if, if you've not rode a motorcycle before, get a dirt bike. If you've got a friend's house you can store it at, who's got a little bit of property, ride it around on the dirt a little bit in the fields and stuff, get the feel for it before you move on to the uh, the street bikes. Yeah, that's I, just my two cents.
0: No, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I was, uh, you know, when I started riding, that was the same way. I mean. We all had motorcycles as kids growing up, and they were all dirt bikes, things like that. But one of the things that you just mentioned, I think, is very important: is try not to be pushed or intimidated by what other people think.
1: But yeah, that's that. That's a big mistake, I think. If you let people push you into that or intimidate you, exactly, get what
0: you're comfortable with.
1: You know, in fact, it's uh, it's kind of funny you say that. When I um, when I uh, was looking at getting a street bike, uh, I ended up getting a uh, Harley Davidson um, 883 Iron. And I can never forget somebody telling me, well, you don't want to get that. That's the bike girl's ride. <laughs> and, uh, um, I, I love it. That's that's what I got. But it's funny because it's so ironic. The woman I told you about who's been riding since she's six years old, you know, that works in my office. Mm-hmm. When I told her what I was getting, I told her I was getting the Harley Davidson 883 Iron. She goes, that's what I learned to ride on. <laughs> so, um, But you know what? It shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter whether it's guys riding, girls riding, whoever. Um in all seriousness, this is a serious subject. I think you're right. People get intimidated and pushed, whether you're a man or a woman, you get pushed into getting a uh, bike that's too much for you. And uh, just like the, the dirt bike, I started small, and I'm glad I did because, you know, I, I laid it over a couple times. I went over the handlebars once, and I'm, I'm sure glad it didn't weigh a few hundred pounds more when that happened. Well, the fact uh,
0: of the matter is that it, uh, nationwide, statistically, the uh, motorcycle accidents. Uh, Most of them are by new riders or inexperienced riders with very little experience and mostly buying bikes that are, I guess the best way to say it is out of their league, out of their comfort zone. They're usually like these super bikes, the sport bikes, and they want to set certain kind of persona about themselves. Biking really isn't about that. It's about having fun, going out and enjoying the outdoors and what have you. So just start small, build your confidence, build your skill set. And then creep up from there.
1: Right. I agree 100%. And yeah, don't don't try to be macho, you know, just to go out and have a good time.
0: Right. Now, OTC, which uh, we have a lot of listeners uh, from all over the country, frankly, but there's something like this in most every community, our community here in Springfield, Missouri. There's Ozark Technical Community College. They have a motorcycle course, and they actually have two, one for beginners. It's a three-day course. It's on the weekends and they also have a one day advanced course it's not very expensive it's anybody can do it it's affordable and would recommend somebody that uh, is wanting to get into bikes certainly do that now i
1: would, I would if i can interrupt you just a yeah, second i would agree one i not only agree 100% i cannot stress strongly enough as a beginning rider how important that course was for me and how much i learned um you know, who knows what the future holds, but man, I learned a lot of important things in that course. I think mine was like two and a half, three days, something like that. But, uh, um, you know, I'll just tell new riders, one of the um, one of the problems people have when they get in this, on the street, and I've seen this actually in my practice um, with people who've been to motorcycle wrecks, that it's turned out being the motorcyclist's fault, is the failure to negotiate a curve, going too fast. You know, I've been in, on dirt bikes where I've um, ended up going through the brush where I you know, went around a corner too fast. One of the things they taught me there. And I've heard that from other people that you know you just need to lean harder lean harder when you're going into that qu- turn. But the other thing they told me that I have never heard anywhere else before and I've talked to a lot of riders is the the motorcycle that's that's in the curve that's going the handlebar side that's going down push that handlebar push 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 like you're trying to push it into the ground and it will cause the cycle to turn quicker and better and that has really helped me a lot that just push that handlebar into the ground.
0: That's exactly right. Because what a lot of people don't realize is uh, motorcycle riding is physics and you yeah. don't really turn the wheel to make a turn. You lean. And by pushing on that force, it, it forces the bike to lean. Uh, right. And a lot of the it, accidents around here on the rural roads, because if you're not riding around the city and stuff like that, it's not uncommon to come up on a curve on a nice sunny day and paved road and find gravel all over the road, and a yeah. uh, very dangerous situation. But like you said, if you're going to find yourself a little bit going too fast in a curve, the idea is the best thing you can do is let the bike take you through it, because the bike will help you through it a lot better than you can. But the key to the key thing to avoid this is just just slow down. Don't yeah, don't try I, to be a racer.
1: That that's right. I mean, you avoid all these problems if you just. Enter the curve going slower, whether you're on a dirt bike on a trail or you're out on the street, you're right, you know, slow down.
0: Yeah, because a lot of people say, well, I, I know this road. I, I know all about what's around the corner. Well, you don't, because like I said, it could be gravel. There could be some obstruction on the corner. Just take things easy and slow and come home in one piece is and, the key. Right in,
1: and in rural Missouri, you <clears throat> you run into the problem, too, of you may know that it may be a nice sunny day. It may be no gravel, not Nothing. Uh, but all of a sudden, here comes a dog, or here comes a rabbit, or you see, a, you know, <laughs> in Missouri, you see a deer, and you get distracted. That half a second or second throws you off on your timing, and if you're going into it too fast, you're in trouble. Listen, so it, was about, it was slow about down.
0: two weeks ago, I was riding a very rural paved road uh, up in Hickory County, and I came around the corner, and I swear there must have been about a 200-pound pig standing in the middle of the road.
1: Yeah. Those things you don't you never guess you never expect. no you just
0: don't know what's out there. Well now let's suppose that you've done all the right things and sometimes it's still unavoidable you get in an accident. What would be the first thing that you would recommend that a writer should do or their family member should do if the writer isn't able to do so uh, following an accident?
1: Well, the most important thing is the one, of course, that you and, and I and everybody knows, and is the medical care. You know, if you're with somebody, um, don't assume that, that the, everything's okay. I mean, if they seem to be okay, that's great. But, you know, triple, triple check, and in, when in doubt, call 911. And if they are hurt bad enough, they need an ambulance, you know, try to make sure, of course, there's bleeding. You stop the bleeding, put pressure on it, um, keep them as immobile as possible, but get out of the road. Um, One of the things I've seen in a couple of wrecks is people either don't get out of the road or more commonly they're on the edge of the road and there have been things that have happened where, you know, you want to get, again, assuming it's not a neck or back injury or something like that, um, you need to get off the road in considerable ways. You don't want to be in a wreck and then in another wreck because you're in the road or right up against it. But then just getting the best medical care. I think that, uh, you know, one thing I've seen is people try to downplay how bad they're hurt sometimes. You know, they think they're okay. Get all the medical care you need. And let's say if you've got a back injury, but your shoulder hurts, don't blow off your shoulder. Make sure they look at your shoulder also, get a paper trail established for that because later on, if you have problems, they're going to say, oh, it wasn't due to the motorcycle wreck or you would have complained about it at the time of the wreck or right around the time of the wreck. So get the medical care, get the treatment you need, stay safe as you're getting away from the scene of the wreck. Those are the most important, I think, immediate things to do. Then invariably, if somebody else is the cause of the wreck, they're going to try to blame the motorcycle. I shouldn't say invariably, but often they will try to blame the motorcycle rider because they know there's a little bit of a prejudice out there against motorcycle riders by the general public, some members of the general public anyway, who don't ride motorcycles. So, you know, you want to make sure you keep your motorcycle, even if it's in pieces, because it's it's evidence of the severity of the, of the wreck. Also, what I do in a lot of these cases, I go out and I can actually get photographs and measurements of the gouge marks. Whenever there's a wreck, Invariably, at these high speeds, metal will come off at the point of impact, and some of it will go up, but some of it will go down. And the metal that goes down will create a gouge mark, and that will allow me to establish where the point of impact was. The car was, in fact, over in the motorcycle lane, as an example. But those things can disappear over time. But the problem there is if you don't get a really good lawyer that knows what they're doing, an actual trial lawyer that's been to trial – I'm not just one of these guys you see on TV all the time that never go to trial. They don't know to do this stuff. But these kind of things, especially in severe injury cases, can be real important. So I think you want to be sure and get a a quality lawyer, uh, somebody that knows what they're doing. And also, some of these lawyers are charging way too much. This is what surprised me. A lot of people are going out and hiring lawyers that have fees like 36 37%, even if a case settles early. And a lot of these motorcycle cases will settle early on. And, you know, you don't want to just throw your money away by having some lawyer um, gouge you with uh, too high of a fee. So I guess those are the most important things I'd say. You know, be safe as you can after the wreck. Get all the care you can. Make sure you get everything treated. Hire a quality lawyer who will investigate the wreck properly, not just rely on witness statements, which are often inaccurate, but will also get measurements and gouge marks, pictures like that if the police didn't do that, and who will charge you a reasonable fee. Those are the main things, I think, to do if you're involved in a wreck.
0: All right. Well, I think that the things we can just kind of recap real quick here, take a rider safety course. And, and folks, it doesn't matter if you're experienced or not. There have advanced rider safety courses that will bring something to light that you probably didn't know because nobody in this world, uh, no matter how long you've been riding, knows everything. You can always learn something. Number two, assume every car out there is oblivious to you not that they're out to get you but that you're not the first thing on their mind one of the best ways to avoid a collision with another car watch two things their eyes and their wheels if there's a car that looks like they're going to pull out in the traffic i always watch the wheels and if the wheel isn't turning the car isn't moving obviously and then of course god forbid something should happen and you get in an accident that's you need to take the advice that Dr. Bradshaw just gave you and
1: just be smart. I think that, that's it. And uh, one other thing I would add that's proactive, you, people don't do this because you don't want to think you're going to get involved in a serious wreck, but get plenty of underinsured motorist coverage. So in other words, if you're involved in a wreck, the person that hits you has insurance hopefully, but a lot of times it's only twenty-five or 50000 and sometimes that's not enough to cover everything. And uh, if they don't have insurance, you have something called uninsured motorist, but that's usually also only 25 or 50 um, The other thing you can do in case the person doesn't have enough insurance is you get underinsured motorist coverage, and a lot of It's called UIM for under, U, insured, I, M, motorist, UIM coverage. And then uh, the uninsured, U for um, uninsured and then the uninsured motorist, UM, is you can get more coverage on that also. And that's proactive, so in case you're hit by somebody who doesn't have enough insurance.
0: That's great advice. Dr. Bradshaw, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk with us today, and hopefully in the future we can do this from time to time again.
1: Thank you, and I just say, uh, everybody, ride safe and stay out of the lawyer's offices.
0: (laughs) That's good advice. Thank you very much. If you'd like to learn more about Dr. Bradshaw, check out his website at bradshaw.com. And be sure to check out his Ride Safe blog at OzarkRides.com.